0: The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jalen Nye weekdays at two on six thirty Chad. I hope you're having a great Friday afternoon. and counting down to the weekend and a busy one. Lots going on. Uh, as I, I promise you, we will get to the Halloween apples conversation. I kind kicked it off right off the top of the show asking if anyone had ever heard of this before cuz somebody said Halloween apples last night and then I had to google it and I'm like what is going on but apparently it's a thing and a number of you have texted in about it so we will get to that I want to remind you again about uh, some some issues up on the northeast leg of the Anthony Henday uh, city police as you heard Eileen say asking drivers to avoid that end of the Henday there's been a collision there too Two trucks collided uh, just before one in the eastbound lanes just before the 66th Street exit. Uh, Both lanes are going to be closed uh, for a while while officers investigate. We'll keep you updated on that one. And this one, uh, there's an accident westbound on Stony Plain Road just before 175th Street. Keep right to get around. Right now, though, uh, earlier this week, don't know if you saw the video, heard the story, but uh, the video was like, whoa, Uh, a coyote. Coyote, coyote, we can have that discussion too. Left over a backyard fence in the Albany neighbourhood in North Edmonton. It snatched up a a little Pomeranian dog and then tried to run off with it. That had people talking on Twitter about their recent run-ins with... uh, Coyotes. One fellow said Hina's dogs were cornered by two of them near Linwood Elementary School. Other attacks have been reported in the city as well. Um, not too long ago, one of my neighbors, uh, their dog, a 70-pound Labradoodle, was killed by a pack of coyotes so what should we be aware of and you know what really should we be doing i mean we've been sharing this space for a very long time to answer that question and more we're joined by colleen cassidy saint Clair, who is a a professor of biological sciences and is with the uh, urban coyote project at the university of alberta Uh, colleen welcome to the show oh thank you jalen okay let's start um because I've said coyote and I've said coyote and I'm going to get it on the text line. What Uh-oh. is it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, the right way to say it is coyote. It's a Spanish word. Uh, but I say coyote because I grew up in Alberta. But okay. I also say Halloween apples or do- or did when I
0: used to trick or treat. Okay, so you knew about how ha- you know about Halloween apples. Yeah. Mhm. What was the deal with is do you know any of the history of that? Was that because people handed out apples a lot uh, oh, well, years back or? <laughs> I- I don't know. There's an interesting tie to coyotes, so they definitely like to eat apples. Well, that was one of the things when I was reading about it today. Um, I know in my neighbourhood recently, and there is a pack of coyotes in my neighbourhood. As I mentioned, um, my neighbor's dog was was killed uh, last fall, and just last weekend, two weekends ago, uh, we were sitting up, it was late at night, probably about midnight, 1 o'clock, and we saw four of them. Now, I live deep southwest, almost farmers, you know, like... Mm. almost uh, in the country. And and we saw four of them walking down the road, but there was, someone had dumped a bunch of apples, you know, crab apples, whatever mm. it was, uh, nearby. And I thought to myself, when I read that today, I'm like, uh-oh, maybe that shouldn't be there. Mm. Right? Yeah, good thought.
1: We, we found apples in coyote scat starting early in the project when we began 10 years ago we we found apple seeds fairly often huh, okay. uh, but more recently we're, we've been looking at some coyote stomachs from coyotes that were killed for other reasons and apples turn out there fairly often too not just crab apples but also you know regular fruit eating apples that maybe people have discarded in a compost oh, okay. or,
0: so, yeah. so note to self, if you have any apple trees in the backyard or anything like that as well, just heads up on that. So that attack yeah. earlier this week, I'm sure you saw the video, the coyote yeah, had jumping the fence. Was that exceptionally bold or was that just a coyote seeing a great opportunity? Well, both,
1: I would say. I, I would call that pretty bold behavior. Okay. But it's happened before in Edmonton where coyotes have jumped over a backyard fence to uh, apparently to to try to prey on small dogs and it's happened in other cities around the country too and so although it's rare it it makes a big splash when it occurs and and condolences to the owners of those dogs that must be a pretty terrifying thing to witness
0: so when a coyote is bold like that is it again is it it, there's nothing the matter with it it's not is it is it hungry is it you know is it or is it just doing its animal thing
1: well, uh, that's a bit nuanced, um, and, and the apples come back yet again as just a representative <laughs> food because what, what we know from carnivores generally is that they, are, they tend to become much more aggressive around people, more prone to conflict if they associate people with food, so food conditioning is what that's known as. And so in a situation like this where the coyotes jumped over the fence into the yard, where normally they would give a bit of a wider berth to a, a backyard with a fence, that that the coyotes have uh, already succeeded in obtaining other kinds of food in mm. similar backyards there's a couple other things to watch for I think too in this instance these low fences like the one in that video a low wire fence seem to be really prevalent in some of our new neighborhoods where houses back onto natural areas or stormwater ponds so that might be uh, uh, a development choice to kind of protect viewscapes, both for the people in the yard and outside of them. That might increase the aesthetics, and it might also be better for security. But I think it also <laughs> it's, quite, its a really good look at what's in the yard and, and all the things that might attract them. So they might make a regular habit of checking out backyards uh, at night, looking for scraps around barbecues, compost, mm. bird seed, dog food, mm. um, and fruit. There's Plenty of pictures circulating of coyotes even climbing trees to get fruit. So, uh-huh. all of those things can attract coyotes to backyards, and you- then it's not not such a bold step from there no. to
0: to try to attack small dogs. Do you have any idea how high they can jump?
1: Oh, pretty high. There's yeah. estimates in the literature that that six feet is no problem at all for them. Wow. But I think a six foot fence is usually a very big deterrent. Okay. They they wouldn't bother. Uh, these really short fences, though, that, again, are mm. are kind of prevalent in some of these situations of new neighborhoods with natural areas adjacent to them are really easy for coyotes. Yeah. So there's a couple things people can do to make those fences a bit less friendly to coyotes. One is that they could uh, put a coyote roller on the top of a fence. What is that? <laughs> Well, it's an expensive uh, device that you can buy from a company that specializes in these rollers, or it's a do-it-yourself alternative that some enterprising ladies have made a video about that anybody could Google, coyote roller, do-it-yourself. Like
0: roller, R-O-L-L-E-R?
1: Yep. So it's uh, in the do-it-yourself example, it's a piece of PVC pipe that's been semi-suspended on airline cable that's been uh, tightened via brackets. So that when the animal tries to jump, coyotes try to jump over the fence, usually they use the top of the fence sort of for purchase mm. to, to spring uh, beyond. And they can't if this uh, device on the top of the fence rolls, so that's unsettling oh. for them. And it's been shown in the commercial um, example to, to really deter coyotes and large dogs from trying to jump over fences. Colleen. But there's another thing people could do, which I think might work pretty well too, and it would be a heck of a lot easier than a coyote roller. That technique is fladry. It's uh, the name for what's basically just a rope or a a really strong string stretched across an area with flags hanging from it. And the flags could be pieces of flagging tape or or mylar tape or even thin pieces of cloth that flap in the wind. And for some reason, all of the canids, coyotes, wolves, even domestic dogs are, are afraid of flapping flags huh and that can keep them from jumping over fences or entering areas for
0: quite a while they eventually figure wise it up,
1: but it works for quite a while
0: <laughs> colleen um you know sometimes i think that um coyotes get a bit of a of a bad rap obviously in situations where animals are killed and pets are killed that's awful and it's and it's heartbreaking for the families um But as as urban sprawl continues to push out and into their territory, I mean, this this balance that we're trying to find of of, you know, us living our lives and and the coyotes trying to live their lives. I mean, it's it's bound to cross over. And and this sort of thing is is bound to happen, isn't it? Well, yes and no. I guess I see a couple of sides to that issue. It's
1: not quite. Uh, the case only, at least, that we are expanding into their territory; they're expanding into ours too. Okay. So, coyotes are occupying cities across North America now, uh, all the way from from Mexico to Yellowknife and mm-hmm. from Vancouver to Halifax, and that's a fairly new phenomenon. And they have higher densities in. In the cases where it's been measured in cities and outside of them, so they're really good at exploiting us. Uh, you know, the, the the sort of lore from Wiley Coyote is <laughs> kind of accurate, except they're they're maybe a little smarter on average than Wiley. <laughs> and so they're figuring out all kinds of new things they can eat in cities and new ways of making a living. And uh, preying on small dogs is a fairly new way. And maybe we need to up our game a little bit as well to. To maintain some level of coexistence there's been a really nice study out of Colorado just this last year showing that urban coyotes relative to uh, rural ones are are actually bolder around people they don't retreat from them as early in in terms of a distance apart and they're also um, more exploratory around novel objects and you can easily imagine that cities would kind of encourage that sort of behavior So my own opinion is that we're going to need a few more tools in the kit Mm. to keep urban coyotes um, wary enough that people have a reasonable sense of security and and confidence, especially in key places like schoolyards and people's own backyards.
0: So the the four that I saw walking down my street uh, mm. the other night it would would that be a normal thing? Would they be normally like pack uh, animals? Because I also had an experience out in one of the farmers' fields um, in the fall last fall with with my dog, who's about a thirty pound Brittany Spaniel, mm. and one started coming towards us, and um, I did exactly what I wasn't supposed to do. I picked mm. I picked up my dog and ran. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's exactly what you're not supposed to do, but uh, understandable. At the time, that's what I did because it 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 was coming towards us, and then when I kind of tried to like make noises at it, it just kept coming down. It, it seemed a little bold, so that's what I did. I was I was scared, yeah. And I broke through the brush, and my poor neighbor was like, "What the heck's going on?" I'm like, "Coyote, coyote!" But um, are are they more solitary? Are they packed when they hunt? Are they are they solitary? Are they pack? How do they, you know, or does it depend? Yeah, it depends. Um, they can be
1: solitary. So uh, teenagers are often the solitary ones okay. or sick animals. They're kind of sometimes shunned by other animals. When you see them in what you would, what you, you might call a pack, it's yeah. probably a family group of a pair with their adult-sized offspring from the previous year. Oh, okay. and, and sometimes... Uh, we think this is happening in urban areas anyway, a male might meet, mate with two females and there might be a very large family group of adult-looking animals. So on a rare occasions when people report, like, I saw 10 coyotes, that has to be a pack. <laughs> it might actually be two, two families that, that share a dad. Okay. Uh, but this issue of running away, it's, it's best not to do that if you can avoid it, but it's also really important to, to keep your dog close and protected on a leash, ideally and And when possible, to challenge the coyote and 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 or group of them and try to teach them more wariness, teach them that that humans will hurt them and and so this is the logic behind a hazing program that Edmonton and Calgary have both initiated where when there are repeated reports of really bold coyotes, they send a, a contractor out a wildlife specialist who tries to engage the the coyotes Mm. uh, with a dog and then shoot them with clay
0: balls from a paintball gun. (laughs) Okay, okay. That'll make you sit up and take notice, I guess, right? Or at least that's what you're hoping. Well, that's the idea.
1: I I just saw a seminar today by a visiting Norwegian who talked about how absolutely shy around people, brown bears, which is the same Mm. species as our grizzly bear, uh, how how shy those animals are in Sweden and Norway where they are regularly hunted. And, of course, a, a dead animal learns nothing, but uh, they are hunting these animals with dogs, and uh, so most of the animals now in their population have had the experience of being chased and and shot at. And they book it. When they yeah. see a human, they, they run away. And so I think uh, coexistence with urban coyotes could be could be well served by by more of that model trying to teach animals
0: more awareness Interesting, Colleen Casti St. Clair joining us this afternoon, and she's a, a professor of the biological sciences at the University of Alberta, also um, behind the Urban Coyote, e Coyote Project, <laughs> however you want to say it. So, uh, for those who, before I let you go, um, as I mentioned, I you know pick up the dog and ran. We're not supposed to do that. Those tips, what what should we do if we don't want to have those interactions? You talk about keeping uh, dog food that sort of stuff away from you know decks and that sort of thing. But if you run into one on a schoolyard, something like that, what do you do?
1: Well, at a community level, um, it, the best thing to do is to uh, cooperate to make sure, first of all, that those food attractants are secured. Looking beyond your own yard to other yards and especially the schoolyard. And next, try to engage those bold coyotes. And if you're not comfortable doing that yourself, maybe there are others in the community who are. So. In my neighborhood last spring, on several people told me about some very bold coyotes. I went looking for them, and I ran after them, and I threw tennis balls at them, <laughs> shouting, Bad coyote! <laughs> you know, mostly just to reassure the neighbors that might have been watching. <laughs> so a few people that are
0: comfortable doing that can help the whole neighborhood to create um, uh, yes, safer space. All right, um, Colleen. Thank you for this. Appreciate your time. Appreciate your ex- expertise on this. And I hope you have a fantastic weekend. You're welcome, Jaylene, and you. Thank you. Take care now, Colleen Casti, uh, Saint Clair. Some other tips. I'll give them to you according to the Edmonton, uh, City of Edmonton website, in case you run into them. And we'll get to some of your texts after this. So we're talking coyotes following that, um, that attack and that, that little dog up in the, on the north side of town earlier this week. that coyote just jumped that lower fence and got that little Pomeranian. I believe that uh, it, 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 uh, it let the dog go and the dog is, is recovering. If you run into one, it says uh, clap your hands loudly and firmly towards the animal. Uh, make yourself appear large, wave your arms overhead, swing objects like a walking stick, throw rocks, sticks or something else to scare it away. Maybe uh, if, if you have a whistle, uh, b- you know, blow the whistle to startle the animal. Uh, carry dog spray in areas highly frequented by coyotes. A shout in a deep voice and maintain eye contact. Do not turn or run away. Note to self, do not turn or run away. They say this may trigger a natural predator prey instinct and might encourage the coyote to chase after you. Some of you are texting me in this afternoon. Yeah, you're dealing with them in your neighbourhood as well. (laughs) Out of Red Earth says, hey, sounds like you guys need some trappers in town. Merle says, coyote problems come from breeding with domestic dogs. You can tell them by their sail and t- uh, their, their size and tail posture. Old farm boy, that's Merle. I'm like, mm, okay, didn't know uh, about that. David O says, Jay, I've had two coyotes in my backyard most nights for the last two weeks. And uh, this one says, Jay, I live over in Mayfield, Britannia area. And for the last few weeks, when I get home late from work, I've seen a pack of about three or four of them running confidently down the sidewalks. So I have lun- lunged at them. And they didn't flinch, so they need to be removed permanently and not to the country. As I said, like, I live in the, you know, in the deep southwest corner of the city, almost, you know, back towards uh, Devon. And my neighbours, my neighbours had um, their Labradoodle. Their, like, 60, 70-pound Labradoodle taken down, um, No, they believe it was by a group of uh, them, like three or four of them. But, yeah, that's uh, that's crappy stuff. Carl's on the phone. Hey, Carl. How's it going? I'm good. What's going on? Well, uh, I had three coyotes come in my, uh,
1: garage, and...
0: In your garage?
1: Yeah. oh uh, in my acreage. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, okay, this isn't good. And I just yelled at the top of my voice, and they just perked their ears up and they ran like hell.
0: They took off, did they? Yeah, but I
1: yelled, I, I got a.
0: Nick voice. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, <laughs> okay. thanks for the call. Have a great weekend. Yeah, you too. You betcha. Alright, I remember doing a story just quickly um, when I was at Global years ago and um, some neighbours, and this was out uh, towards, I think, Elk Island and a farmer out there had hung a, a dead coyote by the fence. Uh, the belief was that it would keep the other coyotes away, but, you know, parents in the area weren't happy because kids would see it as they were going by on a bus and whatnot. Anyway, um, that was that was an interesting deterrent. Thank you for all of your texts coming in. I will take a break here. Mike Reno, lover boy, up next.